Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. All right, so we're back. This is what I'm going to call season three for Open Mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a guest with us today. We got the one and only Michael Peace <laughs> today. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited for uh, this new season that we're doing, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. going to try to have a lot more guests on the show. Mike and I have always talked about how he does a lot better when there's someone else that he can you know, talk yeah. about and share life about. And yeah. Not that you don't do great on your own. I'm just saying. Yeah, I just do better. You just, yeah, there's, it, it, you're a conversational person. You're a yeah. relationship person. So mm-hmm. it just comes out naturally when we have, you know, someone on the on air with us to to discuss life and all the things that are happening in our city. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, uh, why don't you introduce uh, your guest today? And This is my, my friend, my sister, my comrade. Sometimes I feel like we have been partners in crime um, <laughs> and some things in the Lord, of course. Yes, yes. You know, but of course. but um, and uh, 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 so in some ways she's like my sister-in-law because my wife Julia and her are like are like sisters. Like they yeah. talk and they just anything. But this is uh, Mrs. Cheryl Sneed, and um, she is the executive director of. A ministry, and we'll talk about that shortly. A ministry called um, the Estat Project, as well as another a ministry that she does called P Thirty One Girls with a Z, right? With a yeah, Z, right? With a Z. Right. With a Z. <laughs> and um, she just really, she, I, I, and the main reason why I even wanted her to be on the broadcast, and she's the first person to come to my mind is of all the people that I know, and I know many. That that get get it done. That do the do. That get it done. Yeah. She's at the very top of that list. Um, she's not a talker unless she's trying to talk you into doing something that's related to what God wants her to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and in that case, I'm good with that. You know, Love but that. Um, she's a she's a doer. She's not a talker. Um, uh, she loves the Lord a lot, you know. Yeah. I mean, she could walk away from all the things that she does ministry-wise and just bring doctrine to people, and their lives would be di- dynamically impacted as well. Um, but I think the Lord utilizes her in that way that He funnels all that depth and all that content into being, you know, being uh, uh, just a, an ambassador and minister of the gospel. Yeah. So now that I've said all these nice things about you, and you owe me fifty dollars now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> wow. Um, tell I them, thought I was in shock yesterday. <laughs> or when did I? When did you ask me to do this? Uh, two days ago. Two three days, days ago. ago. So yeah. I thought I was in shock two days ago. Then coming here and listening to the fact that you had a list of people. Mm-hmm. To come on, and this is a new phase. Yeah, this yeah. is new. That I was at the top of the list, and I got to be first. Now I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm even more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, I'm glad to have someone that like takes action. Yeah, the, the next time the enemy awesome. tries to tell me that I'm insignificant, I'm uh-huh. going to remember that I was at the top. There you go. <laughs> Mike Peace's list of Top people five. to be on oh, his yeah. podcast. There you go. And then I'm good. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. There you go. And then I'm there good. There you go. Yes. All right. Well, since we're there, then, um, tell them about Esther Project. What is Just so, just so people would know. So give us sort of the elevator um, version of what Esther Project is. And then um, yeah, just go there first. Go there first. Okay. So <clears throat> the Esther Project is... Oh, my gosh. Try to put it into words quickly. It's, it's what I do. It's more of, more of being an entity. It's a doing. It's, a, it's, it's the embodiment of what I do. Mm-hmm. And that is to help 
women, primarily women, Mm -hmm. but just like everybody else, the pandemic caused us to pivot. Right. Mm -hmm. And we found ourselves in 2020 helping men, helping families Mm-hmm. With that are struggling with homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, the role that we play is helping to assist in the transition coming out of homelessness mm-hmm. into home and to help make that process easier because it's a very difficult process. Yes. Yeah. And then beyond that, our goal is to see sustainability. Mm, that's a big word. So we, we, yeah. <clears throat> I always say, I like saying that word, recidivism. Recidivism. I can't say that. That's another big word. Recidivism. You know, I remember learning that word and it was like, okay, I have a friend who does ministry out in California and she always talks about her recidivism rate with the women that she mm. deals with coming out of prison mm. and how she's at 100%, meaning that all the women that she's touched, none of them have gone back into incarceration. Wow, wow that's huge. And I said, that's what I want to do. I mm. want to help women get out of homelessness and never go back again. That's yeah. good. It is a cycle, and especially in our region, here in the Rochester metropolitan mm-hmm. Monroe County area. Yeah. Right. Homelessness becomes a thing mm. where I've met so many people that are just homeless and then they're homeless again, three years later, right. six months later, a month later. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking at what, what's happening. Why, why is that happening? You know, I, I, I could think of um, I've lived pretty much three places right. in my life. Home, mm-hmm. where I was born and raised in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. RIT, where I was at for five years, five years yeah. being mm-hmm. educated and then married with my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've had two residences that we, we lived in an apartment for a brief year. Mm-hmm. We got married, had a baby, and moved in our own home in the first year of marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we've owned two homes. So... And then I meet people that have, like, it just boggles my mind, just like a list, a laundry list of places that they've lived. I was here for a week, a month. I'm like, how do you function? Like, I can't even imagine that. Right. And I'm like, no, we need to stop this. We need to help Mm -hmm. make this better. And a lot of times, you know, you come out of homelessness, you come out of a shelter, you come out of living in a tent, you come out of living in your car, and you're desperate. You want to. You want to get in. I mean, we're in Rochester. It's winter time. Yeah. This is not the time to be outside. No. Mm-hmm. This isn't Florida. <laughs> and so when right. you get in, you need to be staying in. But sometimes there's things that happen in that process mm-hmm. that are very wrong, and you end up in a place where you shouldn't be. You end up in a place that was never intended for anybody to live. Right. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. And there's a landlord. Uh-oh. Mm. There's a person renting that space. Mm-hmm. And nobody should have ever lived there. Yeah. Right. yeah. No human should have ever lived there. That yeah. takes me back to my neighbor. Um, we moved in 
to we moved into Gates. 19 Chanel was five. So about 95, 96. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and my yard backs up to like four to five yards deep mm -hmm. off of Coldwater Road. So I've got all these neighbors that are, you know, my whole fence line. Yeah. I've got like five yard, five properties. And back in that back corner, there was a family back there. So when we moved in, those were the only kids that my kids had to play with. There was no kids in the cul-de-sac that we lived in at that time. And so those were the kids that they played with. And my kids got along. They they made it happen. They got along with the with the kids, but there was dynamics coming from the parents that weren't so cool. They said some things to my kids. They used some words, mm -hmm. some language. We all know what it was mm -hmm. like. They were Caucasian. We were African-American. And when my kid comes running in the house, they say, Mom, he called me a... Uh, Mm -hmm. And I had I had explained to them, well, they learned that word from home, from their parents, and it's mm -hmm. not cool. This is what it means, and that's what you're not. Mm -hmm. And so love them anyway because they're just repeating something they heard. Mm -hmm. They don't even know what it is. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. how we dealt with that. Yeah. And so the relationship with the family, with the kids was great because after that, my kids just played with them, loved on them. Um, I kept trying to reach out to the mom and dad. Um, mm -hmm. They were both very heavy drinkers, and you just saw, you could see everything. You could just see it happening with yeah, the family. Right. And it wasn't just a couple of kids. I think they had six, seven kids. And um, fast forward to a situation where mom left home drinking. She left, and in her leaving, she came back with another child, that she had mm. by another man. And she came back pregnant. So she came back before the baby was even born. Mm -hmm. And his dad was African-American. So I can't imagine Whoa. what that did yeah. to the family. Yeah. So All now the, the kids have gotten older. Some of the kids have moved out. And, and I don't know what that did, but there, there was a lot of other things that we saw happening. The death of right. two of the smaller children. They had mm. two small children that died. Mm. And then this happens, and then right around Christmas time, Dad went into the upstairs bedroom and committed suicide, took his life. Mm. Wow. So he left the family. You know, there was nothing. There was, like, he was the breadwinner. He worked as a functioning alcoholic. And so now she never worked. She was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So now there was nothing, and she had no tools, nothing to do. I didn't really have a relationship with her. I, I had tried over the years, but it just never happened. And so I just watched the house, you know, you just watch visibly watch the house deteriorate. And then eventually one day you come driving down Coldwater and there's a big X, a big paper with a big red X on the door. Yeah, those infamous And I'm X's. like, what does that mean? And that was when the water, they went in and this is uninhabitable. We're shutting it down, yeah. and this is the sign of it. And so yeah. then they were gone, and we didn't see them anymore. Now, now, is 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 it is is an experience like that what compelled you to do what you do? Well, in in her case, yes, because she about she before. ended up becoming a client because so the house is shut down. The house is shut down, and then about a about a year has gone by, and um, I had just placed Roro into housing. Mm -hmm. um, I had met this other woman and I had been dealing with her and just placed Roro into housing. And now if you go to my YouTube channel, there's a video there yeah. where you could see Roro. So just, just had placed her 
and said to the Lord, wow, that was crazy yeah. and it was awesome. When do I get to do this again? Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. are my words. I got to watch my words because my words be like, boom. Well, that's because the Lord was lo- lo- saying to himself, just probably like, leaning like this. I'm just the, waiting for the ask me because I'm ready to do something. The next day, yeah. <laughs> the next day, eight o'clock at night, I get a knock on my door and go to the door. It's my neighbor. It's the neighbor. Get out. It's her with the little boy. Wow. And I'm shocked to see her and she's crying. And I'm like, you know, what's going on? She goes, she goes, she goes, I have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. She goes, I, she goes, I've been back in the house all day. Was, what do you mean you've been back in the house? The house is condemned. It's right. been empty sitting there for months. She had been bouncing from spot to spot a lot with her kids. She was at her daughter's and the daughter's boyfriend said, you got to go put her in a car and the little boy drove them to the house on cold water and dropped them there. Get out. She mm. managed to get in the house, and her and the little boy had been in there all day. Mm. All mm. day in the house. And then when it got dark and cold, it was obviously already cold because it was wintertime, she came and knocked on my door, walked through the yard, and and we were just like, wow. what? Wow. You know, and it was, and I just look, I was like, God, I know I just said that yesterday, but really, like, <laughs> you literally brought my neighbor to my door. Yeah. And um, long and short of it, I worked with her, um, you know, helped her. It, it was the saddest story. It, it was so sad. That night, we couldn't, we couldn't take her anywhere. Of all days, Dwayne and I both had, both of our cars were in the shop. Oh, we wow. had no transportation. We were at home. We were both stuck at home. We had no transportation. So I called 211. Officer came and they took her and the boy and they placed them. Um, I guess there was a hotel near the diplomat that they were using. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they placed her there. And I had given her my number and I said, you know, I'm willing. I can help you. Once you get in there, they're going to assign you a worker. It's going to be great. You'll have help, you know. I said, but, you know, I can help too. Call me and whatever I can do to help you, I'll help you. Didn't hear from her for about a month. And then finally I get the call. And what had happened was is that she had gone through the system and it was all the failures. Um, When when you have no money and you're looking for housing, Mm -hmm. when you have no credit and you're looking for housing, it is... It is crazy. Yeah. And she had she she had none of those. Mm-hmm. And so some kind of way she ended up, you know, talking to somebody and they pointed her to a, a, an apartment. She signed a lease for this apartment and got there and it was uninhabitable. And that's when she called me. Mm-hmm. It was it was you have no money. We disqualify you because you have no money and because you have no credit score. This is what you deserve. I'm going to rent you this place. But it is the people that moved out, left everything in there. So you got to go in there, clean it out. And then then you get to live there because you don't have a security deposit. So we're going to use you're our sweat equity. You're going to go in there, clean it out. Coming from Gates, never lived in the city. Now she's on Fulton Avenue. Ouch. Gates, cold water to Fulton Avenue. Yeah. Ouch. And a mice infested, roach infested, dead mice all over the apartment, dead mice every I when I walked in and saw it, I got pictures. I couldn't believe it. And now she's locked in with a lease. And DSS has already paid the landlord. You're locked in. 
Yeah. So we went on this journey for a week of me trying to get it, get it condemned to get her out of it. And in those days, within that week, so many things happened. But um, she ended up back out at the daughter's house out on Ladder Road. And, and I found out through Facebook that in the middle of the night at some point, she got hit by a car and was killed instantly. Oh, man. Yes. Tragic. One year, husband suicide. And then a year later, she dies tragically homeless on the street. Struggling, trying to find somewhere to live. Young woman. At four, she was like 40, mm-hmm. I think maybe like 41, 40 yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. I woke up in the morning and my the neighbor next to her had posted on Facebook, I can't believe that she's gone. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know. Yeah. And in the midst of all that, those days we spent together were precious because I led her to the Lord in my car. Come on. In the parking lot of DSS on St. Paul and Upper Falls. Yeah. Mm. We had gone there to try to get some, you know, find out what we could do about this landlord thing. Mm-hmm. And we were in the car and she just broke down crying about her husband. She's like, where is he? You know, he killed himself because she came from a Catholic background. And she's like, where is he? You know, and she was just really and um, it was horrible. And I was trying to talk to her and I said, well, I, I can't tell you where he is because I didn't really know him. But I can tell you where you can be. Yeah, that's good. When you leave here, (laughs) and we had that whole conversation, and we, I prayed with her, and she surrendered her life to Christ. And now, when you do those kinds of things, okay, let's do this because you were meeting a need, which is the biggest thing. When I when I speak about Cheryl, she meets needs because she's a you know woman of action. She is a resource. She's resourceful and she could connect you with resources or get you resources, yes. which is pr- pretty much what you did even in this scenario. Yeah. Yes. The um, So what are some of the things that you do resource-wise? You know, like Furniture. A, B, yeah. Furniture. So uh-huh. you're, you're homeless. Um, people start out, they put their furniture, they put what they have in storage. And then you get in the shelter, you think you're going to be there a little while, you're there longer. One month turns into another month, into another yeah. month. And that bill is relentless. When you don't pay it, they are monsters. You want to talk about storage wars? <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. <laughs> they are going to take your stuff. You sign that paper and you don't show up and make that payment, there's no, they're not going to reach you. They're not going to reach out to you. They are going to sell your stuff. Yep. <laughs> and you are, so now, not only are you homeless, whatever, now you've lost all your possessions. Yeah, Everything that you treasured, is gone. Photographs, memories, furniture. So now when you do go to get a place, a lot of times when people go to get a place, they don't have furniture. That's one of the big resources that we're able to supply. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's just been a God thing because I go on social media and I say, I got a young lady, she needs this, this, and this. And the community just, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I can go and buy nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and go in different pages. You know, I live in Gates. But then my daughter-in-law lives in Webster. I was like, can you check the Buy Nothing page and see if mm-hmm. there's any whatever? Or I talked to somebody living in Henrietta. Can you check and see? You know, we get get stuff. We get stuff that way. I have actually have a partnership with a senior living facility who reached out to me. Um, the executive director follows me on social media. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. We have seniors that independently live here. And when they die, or in this case, right, okay, yeah. they leave, right. 
and left furniture behind, yeah. I should call Cheryl and let her. So That's, now it's yeah. like whenever that happens, I just go out there and I can get the furniture. And so um, that's a great partnership. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes so, a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, furniture. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because furniture's not, let's talk about mattresses, beds. Furniture's not cheap. No, it's hard to come not. by. You got that right. Even the cheap You're stuff's talk- not yeah, cheap. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> Even the hard, uncomfortable yeah, stuff will be $500. Yep, easily. And then you get it in your sleep and going, this is a cardboard box. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. how did I pay $500 for this? Yeah. So that's one of, that's one of the big resources Security deposits is another one. Mm. Um, so now you've saved up enough money to pay that first month's rent, but you don't have, you've, you've been depleted. Mm. The family we helped last Christmas, last year this time, we had a family, a whole family from New York City. They had jobs, a business and a job working at Strong Hospital. And they moved here from New York City, renting a property in Greece and was rented a property that had active mold in the walls. And they didn't know what it was. And these blotches kept showing up on the walls. She's just cleaning them off with bleach, Mm. not knowing. Mm. But they're living and breathing this in to the point where one day they go to flip the switch and the electricity doesn't work in the house because the mold was so intense in the walls that it had cut the electricity off. That That is some stuff. And then, and then wow. the, and then the, and I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to mention the name of the property owner because it's mm. a big one. They put her in a hotel and they're paying every night for them to stay. This is mom, grandma, and three kids. And then at just at, just at some random point, just decided, well, we're not going to pay the hotel bill anymore. So now the hotel's calling her room saying, you know, so-and-so didn't pay. You got to come pay $300 a night. So she starts shelling out $300 a night. And the way I met her is she's at work and she had a whole meltdown at work. And her supervisor is a friend of mine who knows what I do and called me and said, oh, my gosh, my coworker just had a meltdown and told me this is going on. Can you help her? You know, and we were able to step in. And, you know, one of the things is when she finally did get another house to move into, she didn't have the money. Her, her funds were depleted. Living in a hotel for seven months. Wow. And it took a fight to get the property owners to pick that tab back up mm. for the 300 a night. But by the time they did, the damage was done. Yeah. They should have just done the right thing and they would they <laughs> they have been just, fine. They would have yes. saved money. We're still trying yeah, to find how about that? Yes, we're still that. trying to find a lawyer to help this grandmother get oh all that money back because That's insane. And then the thing is nobody wants to touch it, you know, trying to get help to for litigation and to get the cuz right. she she should get her money back. Yeah. At one point they were giving them money, so much money a day for food and they stopped that. And so mm. now they had to start eating out. It, it was just you know, snowball. Everything that could go wrong just kept, you know. So, so basically, I mean, just so the, I mean, I can only imagine the expressions, the, the various expressions on the face of the people who are listening to this right now. Yes. Like, like you, I mean, I'm hearing things and I've known you for a long, I, I know what you do and I did not know about some of these <laughs> you things. You didn't know about that story because you know, there's story after story yeah, after story yeah, you, after story. You, talk about, you yeah. thought I had some. That's what this is. This and is they always <laughs> find me. Somebody says, well, where do you get your clients from? They, God, they find me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just was on the phone <laughs> with this one young lady that became a spiritual daughter. I love her so much. She was a student from RIT from Ghana 
And um, I had I went on this journey where for a while I couldn't walk. And a lot of people didn't know it because I hit it. But I was actually in a wheelchair mm-hmm. for quite a while. I, um, I, I used it very limitedly. I limped a lot. But at home, I, I had to have a wheelchair to even get around in the house to cook mm-hmm. or whatever. And I had another wheelchair that I kept in the car to be able to, toward the end, it had gotten really bad. And I met her toward the end of the journey as I was going in for mm-hmm. my first hip surgery. But at some point, not being able to walk, I'm I'm homebound because I can't yeah. really, I can't get around. And my son, Daniel, he's like, Mom, why don't you drive Uber? You know, you get to mm-hmm. meet people every day. He's like, you know, because I was, <laughs> it was really getting to me. You know, yeah. whole thing of not being able to do what I Cabin love to fever. do. <laughs> be oh, around that people. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, drive Uber. So I tried it out. And I hated it at first, and and I just quit right away. And then I got to thinking, and I was like, wait a minute. I got to put a different spin on this. Yeah. I got to think about, hmm, people getting in my car every day, and I get to, you know, I'm driving, I'm serving them. And I was like, okay, let, let's try this again, you know. And then it just was like, wow. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a whole different experience yeah. after that. But I met her because I picked her up and— we're just driving down the road. You know, I, I'll talk to people if they initiate a conversation with me. And then sometimes if the Holy Spirit tells me to initiate, I'll initiate. But um, I'm just driving, yeah. taking her to work at Wegmans. And she just starts bawling in the back of my car. And, you know, she's from another. She's like, ma'am, ma'am, I need I need a place to live. Can you help me find? So how did she know? Yeah. Like, how did you know to ask, how yeah. did you know to ask me to help you find somewhere? Yeah, right, to live? I'm right. just your Uber driver. I'm just, yeah, right? I'm like, what and made you know that like I even, thing. you yeah. know, <laughs> so three okay. days later, I'm moving her into helping her move into a, a rooming house. And wow. mm-hmm. then the relationship gets built. Yeah. And now we're just building, building and yeah. going through life. And now she, here we are. She's, uh, that was in 2019. And mm. now she's living in Boston, married, wow. mm. a homeowner, husband, and two kids. Wow. And she called me yesterday and she's Sustainability. Like, there you go. Come on. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Come on. That's, yeah. that's, and it's built out of a relationship. relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. I get to do what social workers can't do. Mm, Number right. one, we gonna pray. Yeah. You're uh-huh. not bound by any. I'm not bound by anything. Number two, rules or anything. I'm going to build that relationship. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it may be just taking you somewhere to get your laundry done sure. or bringing you to my house to do your laundry yeah, or driving you to an interview or right. helping you go find a job. You know, right. remember Roro got her yeah, job. I, uh-huh. yeah. I was like, Mike, don't don't you know you had one of your <laughs> one of his B.E. sons, yeah. sons was a manager of the Walmart and Chai Line. Man, the whole building. Wow. And I took her out there. And I mean, he was just like you. He, Mama Snee, come on in here. <laughs> you know, uh, he told us that we had to do that was a thing. We had to do the application online. Mm-hmm. And I was a novice at that back then. <laughs> yeah, we try. We could not navigate that application online. It took forever, but we eventually got it. She got in there, got an interview. They hired her on the spot. Nice. Mm-hmm. Her story was for his glory. It was such a testimony. It was such a testimony of God's goodness. That's amazing. You know, and partnership. Yeah. Networking. Because, you know, 
that's that's one of the biggest things I do is a lot of networking. Yeah. Making those phone calls, calling people, calling who you know. And who would have thought that I met Ro in 2016, mm-hmm. right? Her journey goes from a homeless shelter to transitional housing to her own apartment. In there, we got the job at, at Walmart. Pandemic hits. She loses a job. Mm-hmm. Then I come back. I'm, I'm always in her life, but now I'm helping her yeah. to get unemployment, going through the process because she's mm-hmm. she doesn't know about this. And so we get her unemployment. She's getting she's getting everybody was getting good money during the pandemic. And then I said to her, I said, you're an older woman. I was like, we got to find you another job. You can't sit at home and just enjoy this money. It's going to dry good. up. That's right. At some point, yeah. it'll be gone. Let's not wait until it's gone, let's go get another job, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. And then bam, just like that, we end up at a hotel. She gets hired at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And now she's been working there since 2020. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, she calls me about a month ago and says, they're remodeling the property. And I heard my, I heard the manager saying they want to find somebody to give this furniture to. And I, mm, I told nice. him what you do, Miss Cheryl. I told him how you helped me and how, you know, you help so many people with yeah. furniture. I was like, give this furniture to Miss Cheryl. She'll help and give it. I get a call. I go in. And now, because of her networking, mm. you know, because yeah. of her, now I have a warehouse full mm. of furniture from the Holiday Inn. Nice. That we're able to give. The downtown give. one? No, yeah. actually, it's... um. The East e, uh, Henrietta Road, oh, okay, yeah, across yeah. from MCC. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that was two weeks. Two weeks. I had two weeks. They say to me, "We want to give you 125 rooms of furniture, and we're gonna do wow. it a floor at a time. So 25 rooms, That's and they they say, okay, I'm November November 11th, you have to come here and pick up 25 rooms of furniture. We're giving it to you, and I'm thinking, okay, all right, I got this." Where am I going to put it? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I going to get it from the hotel yeah, to wherever? <laughs> and it was like, oh, I was like, God. Okay, so, and and here's the thing. That, again, was a word. That was a mm-hmm. word. Me talking. You know, I turned 60 October the, the 7th. Mm-hmm. I turned 60. I'm in the 60s now. And um, I did something, hurt, as you can see, I, it does not. <laughs> and there was something I had never done before. Uh-huh. I had never. I always watch. I love watching these videos on t- on uh, Instagram of these people that take old furniture and sand it down. Yeah, yeah. And and it looks like you know the dinky '60s '70s table that yeah. looks yeah. so you just want to throw in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And now it's like they've valued 125, 150, 200 dollars. Yeah. They're selling this stuff. I was like, I want to do that. So a friend of mine, she does it all the time. She brought her sander over and she helped me and I redid a dresser mm. that belonged to my granddaughters, to Daniel's kids. And I was like, oh my gosh. So we're driving down the street and I see some old furniture at the side of the road. And I said, Miss Helen, I said, I just want to get that furniture. Now that I know how to do this, I said, could you yeah. imagine if, if we just drove around, got all this furniture, redid it and opened up a storefront where people who are homeless, if you're 
living in a shelter and you're transitioning, you can come in and just get free furniture and leave. See, wow. you see how, how serving comes in so many different layers and then how it just mushrooms into so much more. Yeah. You know, that's that's oh. some the, the, uh, I don't know how we're going to do this hero with all the all this content. I know. You know how yeah. we're going to do all of this. We're going to do we're going to do a part know, 2. Oh don't gosh. worry. Yeah. But, so, but, I mean that I said that. That's incredible and though. And not even yeah. a week later I am standing in the hotel. I'm standing in the hotel and mm-hmm. they're showing they took me up to a room and they said you're going to get th-. it was like eight different pieces of furniture in the room they said. In each room yeah, yeah. Like all 125 yeah. rooms. That's a lot. And then, so it's like, what are we going to do? So I reach out to the board, and I'm like, help. I need a <laughs> storefront. <Yeah>. Help. <laughs> I need trucks and U-Hauls and people. And and I, I didn't have a lot of time to do it. And I'm telling you, God just started. He started working. And the funny thing is, is that on November 11th, I go to pick up a U-Haul truck. Dwayne is going to pick up some volunteers. I'm headed to the U-Haul place. I had no, we had some things in the workings, but nothing was down. Right. I didn't have the insurance policy locked totally in yet. I didn't have the lease signed and I didn't have the keys to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And all of that happened. I, I remember pulling into the parking lot in the U-Haul truck um, Adam from Buckingham Properties drives out to meet me at the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's raining like you cannot imagine. Oh, I remember. And I remember. he steps up on the the little thing outside in the rain of the U-Haul truck, mm-hmm. hands me a portfolio where I sign the lease, and then he Come gives on. me the keys. Wow. Right at the it. hotel. Everything came together Amazing. that morning. The insurance... Let's not even talk about that miracle. Well, I love um, I love this. This is awesome. Esther Project sounds amazing and excited that there are people out in our city that are doing real work, building relationships, helping people yeah. that are in need. Because it starts with us. I mean, there are government things that can help, but they can only do so much. We we need people that are actually in the community that are actually yeah. doing the thing. So it's great that you're there, that you're out here, and God's obviously using you and doing amazing things. Um, we're going to we're going to do another part to this. Obviously, there's lots of stories, and we have more. You you have other things that you're doing as well, not just the, the Esther project. I know we didn't so. even talk about Pete. Thurman. But we'll uh, yeah. yeah we'll get to that. We'll do another we'll do another episode. No problem. Um, so thanks for coming on with us. This is incredible. This has been um, great. Thank you for. The opportunity to share some of those miracles, especially because it's Christmas time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I think about Christmas, I think about miracles. Mm. I think about God and how he moves and how he likes to show off, you mm-hmm. know. And I think it's what a great time to show people that God is showing off. Yeah. yeah. You know, God is, he's still God. And he, like I said this morning to somebody, he's God, but he uses us in the earth. Yeah, that's right. We're the, we're the, we have to do stuff. We have to mm-hmm. be the arms and the feet of Jesus in the earth. And then yeah. if we don't do yeah. it, then who? And it's not easy and it's not comfortable. I just got to say this. I watched The Chosen, and one of my favorite lines is when Eden, 
who plays the she's uh Peter's wife is mm. left behind. Yeah, yeah. And when Peter first, you know, talks to her about this is gonna be difficult, I'll be gone for long times, and she says, she goes, When has it ever been easy for our people? It's not our way. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's not our way. And so we're looking for balance. I want to live a balance. You got to live a balanced life. Show me a disciple. Mm. If you can show me one. Show me one of the disciples that lived a balanced life. Show me easy. Mm. Because the last time I checked, being stoned to death, crucified upside down, boiled in in oil, Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound easy to me. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> or anyone else listening to this broadcast. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. But it's our call. And we do what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. And along the way, we just get wiser and wiser on how to do it better and yeah. better. You know. That's good. So I'll ask you last thing before we close. How can people help Cheryl Sneed? Master Project. How can you help? How can you help is that, well, right now our biggest thing is I have a capital campaign that I'm promoting on our website where we're trying to raise $20,000 because we do have a property that we purchased where we would like to transition people. So all the work that I mentioned that I've been doing so far is work that we do, but we want to be a part of it. So I've been supporting people who do that work, supporting the shelters with the Purse Project, which we didn't even get to talk about. But I also have a property where we want to be able to have that property opened up to bring in. And we're working on it. We were on a journey. We hit a hookup with a roof leak, Mm -hmm. and we've been stuck there. What's the because address? we need what's, a new what's the yeah, way website? That they can contact you. The best way to contact me is through our website, which is www.theesterprojectinc.com. Gotcha. And you go to the donate page, and That's we great. have, um, if they want to make a financial contribution, they can do that through PayPal, Venmo, Cash app, checks. Y'all are hearing the this, address right? is there. <laughs> they can write a check. Uh huh. And they can. Um, we will gladly, and here's the thing, I've been, I didn't know, because we need a roof, every time it snows and gets cold, I'm thinking, oh, I got to wait till the spring. I don't, because the technology is different now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not using glue anymore that has to dry. Everything's done with nails and, and, and staples, staples. The way they, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I, I want the roof on the house. I want the house open. God just opened some doors. You'll hear this, right? So yeah. there's there's some doors <laughs> that have just opened where I've got some things in the works mm-hmm. of some other things that can come in to work on the other things that need to be done on the inside yeah. to get the house ready. But the roof is a major thing. One more time, the address. One more time, www.theesterprojectinc.com. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Cheryl. Thank um, you we're for glad having to have you. Me. We're going to have you again. And uh, oh everyone, my goodness. if you guys were impacted at all, I was by some of the stories that she was talking about, some of the people in the real lives. Stuff. That's real stuff, real people. And I'm, I'm sure it's just a 1% of, of things that she has stories about Man. and people that she's met. Um, if you're impacted, please go to that website and please help her out and help the people in our city um, have homes and have wholeness and have. Um, yeah. Set up yeah. for success because that's that's an that's an important thing. So that's right. uh, signing off, Michael Peace, Andrew Went. Yep. We'll see we'll be back. That's right. <laughs> Get ready. Here we go. <laughs>